0: is copyrighted by Unified Christian Media and is for the private use of our audience. Any other use of this podcast including pictures, descriptions, or accounts of the content of this broadcast without consent is strictly prohibited. The Unified Christian Podcast, where two men, with two ethnic backgrounds, two walks of life, and two different relationships with Jesus Christ, share their thoughts and opinions on Christian views to ultimately find one truth, making us unified. Now, here are your hosts, Jason Twyman and Rufus Wilson. Unified. All right. It's real now.
1: It is real. <laughs> We are here, and episode one is officially launching. It is debuting July 5th, uh, 2021, and I am here with my partner, Rufus Wilson. I am Jason Twyman, and thank you for tuning in to the Unified Christian Podcast. Um, If you guys had an opportunity to listen to the prelude, we launched a couple weeks ago just (laughs) to give you guys a preview. And man, it was a lot of fun. We are really gonna dig into a tremendous topic uh, this week. It's called Getting Comfortable, Being Uncomfortable. And really excited to talk about this. Really excited to talk about this uh, and share God's word to this situation and this topic and it's going to be really awesome, but you, yeah, you have a declaration to make. Yeah. Before we get there, (laughs) I have to admit (laughs) during the prelude, we talked about the over under yes with the toilet paper, toilet paper. And I claimed made the statement that I was an under guy after a lot of thought and prayer. And some significant repentance (laughs) I am hereby transferring my uh, opinion and process to I am now over Well, welcome Yeah, so I'm a part of the over club
2: And I'm glad that uh, God was able to break those shackles (laughs) (laughs) It's such a better life when the toilet paper is over
1: Yeah, and I gotta tell you, I, I feel the freedom of that That's freedom it, it, you know, it, it's one of those things that boiled down to, I was looking at it, I'm like, you know what? I really need to reconsider this. Like, it just this makes- extra stress. When the toilet paper's under, you got
2: enough stress in your life. I know. <laughs> All y'all do is swipe that thing down, man. (laughs) Just swipe that thing down.
1: It's like swiping on
2: Tinder. You can count the squares. I can see what I need right here.
1: Instead of swiping left
2: or right, it's swiping up or down. Swipe that thing down, man. Swipe it down. Get what you need. Oh, lesson of the week. Swipe down. (laughs) On the over, swipe down
1: with your two-ply. Get it right. Yep, that's right. Well, hey, you know, really excited uh, for this episode. And man, i tell you what, since the prelude and our not-so sponsors, okay, uh, I am really excited to see what you're going to bring this week. Are we doing it now? Oh, man. Are you ready? Yeah, I mean, let's do it now. All right. So this week's not-so sponsor is... This week's not-so sponsor
2: is brought to you by Food at Home. Food at Home. Food at Home. Okay. Do you have a child? That's always wanting to eat out. You pass McDonald's. They want you to stop. They pass Burger King, Taco Bell, White Castle. Well, this week's sponsor is brought to you by Food at Home, <laughs> brought to you by the hardworking people in your house. When you want to eat out all the time, you are reaping what somebody else sold. You children at home are broken and poor and you want more than what you deserve. There's food at home. It's brought to you by Food at Home. Stop asking for stuff.
1: <laughs> oh man, you know that, that is so funny. <laughs> <laughs> Eat at
2: the house. <laughs>
1: oh, oh, man. Wow, you know why that's so funny? Is my daughter, we were making dinner the other night, and my daughter, who's two, she, <laughs> I asked her, I said like, I was like, Riley, what do you want for dinner? And she gave me three things. <laughs> and one of them was fast food. Oh, no. She said noodles, fries, and cheese. <laughs> wow. Cheese? By itself? just. Oh, dude. She's a cheese she fanatic. She like cheese? Oh, man. Oh, man. She, like, she literally, like, she'll go to the fridge and say, cheese? Cheese? Yeah, Please? Get Please? down. Yeah. Get down. She when I left the cheese. house,
2: my kids were cooking a pot of spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah. They asked, and my wife said, "Go make spaghetti. Yeah. So the sponsor today, Not So sponsors, is brought to you by Food at Home. <laughs> Just get your food at Just home. Just get your food at home. Your
1: parents work hard for it. Yeah,
2: stop begging. Yeah. Stop begging all the time. Your kids are poor. <laughs> are you, like, today was a rough day because it was one of those days where, like, all week it was basketball, it was cheer, it was take me to the mall, pick me up from work. It was all of those things. And the day I'm like, you know what, let's get some work done. First thing out their mouth, hey, where where are we going to eat at? (laughs) I got a sponsor for you. Food at home. (laughs) Food at at home.
1: Refrigerator, deep freezer, cabinets. You know, it's not a sponsor, man, but, you know, they have things like DoorDash, GrubHub. That ain't at home. (laughs) (laughs) They bring it to your home. (laughs) No, I got it right there in the kitchen for you.
2: Food at home. <laughs> it's called get off your butt and make it. And they, that's what they
1: did. That's what they did. That's what they did. You're raising them right, man. I'm trying uh, to. Yeah, I mean, when they get to college and further in life, it's life skills, man. They're life gonna have skills. To learn.
2: That or they're going to be like, you know what? I ate at home too much. I'm eating out. <laughs> I got a not-so sponsor
0: for you.
1: All right. So this week's episode <laughs> is brought to you by food, food at, at home. home. <laughs> <laughs> got to love it. <laughs> Oh, yes. All right. So uh, if you guys uh, are tuning in live, because we are live streaming our broadcast uh, for this, and you can check it out uh, on our Facebook page, on our Instagram page, uh, as well as Twitch. And uh, we'd more than welcome uh, all of our viewers and listeners to join us. Uh, and those platforms we record uh, early before we actually launch the episode to interact with our fans. Uh, We want it to be personal. We want it to have conversations and answer questions uh, and receive feedback. So it's really important to us. So if you guys are listening to this, uh, check us out on Facebook and Instagram under Unified Christian Media and YouTube. There's a link on our Facebook page because we don't have enough followers, because we're new, yeah, we're uh, to, there. to uh, be able to customize our YouTube profile, but eventually we will <clears> get there, and uh, also on Twitch, which is under Unified Christian Podcasts, so really, really excited. Uh, this week's episode is called Getting Comfortable, Being Uncomfortable, and this is a topic that is really, really for everyday Christians, or even if you're a non-Christian. Yeah. I mean, with the stresses of life in today's world, this is something that we hope and pray speaks to you uh, because it speaks to us Uh, and it's something that we have to wrestle with. It's something that we are going to struggle with, Uh Uh, but it's something that once we come to grips with it uh, and embrace it uh, and understanding the reasoning behind it, uh, then it's going to make you stronger. It's going to make your life easier. It's going to make day-to-day struggles seem a lot easier to get through. And to overcome them and see victory at the end of that. So, uh, digging into this, getting comfortable, getting comfortable being uncomfortable. So, uh, Rufus, if you want to start, uh, what do what are your thoughts on on this topic? So, the first thing
2: that came to mind when we discussed this topic was, does God want us comfortable? So, I, I thought about that and I, and I came up with this. Sometimes we may have a desire that life will be easier than it seems to be and comfort isn't a bad desire either. As a matter of fact, God describes himself as our comfort. He tells us to come to him when seeking comfort. Absolutely. However, however, that states to come to him to find comfort, Yeah. which means outside of him, there's going to be some uncomfortability. So I don't think that he wants us to be uncomfortable. But I think that in order for us to have growth, you have to go through something. Absolutely. So as a, as a plant grows, there's this nasty system that's happening under the soil. There's this root system that's gross. It's horrible. That's where all the bad things are taking place. In order for us to see this beautiful rose, any anytime there's a growth process, there's something that's terrible happening on the other end that we don't even see. So I think that's the same with our spirituality as we as we dive into find and <clears throat> seek seek the Lord, there's an uncomfortable thing that takes place in us. And the first thing that that happens is uh the the re the reborn process yeah when you're born again, that sucks. It, it's not like this this flowers and rainbows type of thing there's a lot of conviction that takes place. Absolutely. And if if that's not happening during the rebirth process, you missed a few steps along the way. (laughs) Because when that happened to me, it was terrible. I had to think back on all the things that I did that I now know God watched me do. Absolutely, He's watched me do all these, these terrible things and it was very uncomfortable. So coming in the presence of God as an unclean sinner, before we even get to the living part as a Christian, it's uncomfortable in the beginning.
1: Well, yeah, like you said, it's a seed planted, right? Yeah. And what makes a seed grow, right? Water, sunlight, and oxygen. Yes. Right? And God is that sunlight, he is that breath of fresh air, mm-hmm. and he is that watering on our souls. And yeah. when we have those three factors being born again, being baptized, and also having the living breath of God which he gives us at birth, yeah. uh those three things it it is a process. Yeah. And what I came to when we were talking about doing this episode, um, I've got a lot of scripture in here, but one of the ones that really stuck out to me was First Peter, uh, chapter four, verses twelve, and it says, "Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery or, f- yeah, fiery ordeal that has come to you, to test you, as though something strange were happening to you." Something strange, right? Yeah. Something strange. Because when we're born again, it's a change. It's a, it's an evolution. It's something... It's foreign. Right? Yeah. And we shouldn't be surprised because when we accept Christ as our Savior, then we're a target of the enemy. Oh, big time. Immediately. Yeah. Right? We become his number one target. Yeah. Because God, Satan doesn't come after those that are following him. Right. He already got him. He's already got he don't him. No need him. But when you go to the other side and you accept Christ and you are now a born again Christian, then that's where the struggles.
2: But I also think that you can be just a born again Christian, but if you're not working, you're of no trouble to the enemy. Yeah. So if you're just sitting in your seat and you're not busy and you're not finding, you're not, you know, you're just toiling. Hey, I got it. I'm cool. I'm gonna just sit on it instead of trying to find out what you can do to grow the kingdom. He worried about you.
1: Yeah. And that's the thing. The, the more that you're in God's will and the, the the more work you're doing for him, the harder he's going to fight oh, you. Oh, man. It's a, it's a wilderness with that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And, it, you know, and it, I'm glad you brought that up with the wilderness because uh, it actually in one of the scriptures that I was uh, actually talking about, because we do, we talked about this in the prelude too. We go through those wilderness seasons. Yeah. And uh, it is, sometimes it can be discouraging, uh, but where is that? Uh There we go. So Deuteronomy uh, chapter eight verses two, it says, "Remember how the Lord your God led you all the way in the wilderness these forty years to humble and test you in order to know what was in your heart, whether or not you would keep His commands." And and that is something that you know He was that was back then was referring to a different situation, but we can apply because God's word is living. We can actually apply that in our lives today. Because he's going, you know, we're going to face tests. Yep. We're going to face challenges of our character. And sometimes, you know, well, from the day that we accept Christ to the day we die, I mean, it, it, we're continually growing. We've talked about that, and we're going to dig into that a little bit more too. Um, but you're going to go through those wilderness seasons. Yeah. Just know that every single test that is presented or challenge that is presented is an opportunity for growth. It is an opportunity to make you stronger. It's an opportunity to grow closer to God through his word and through prevailing and victory over that situation. Mm -hmm. And it sets you up for future challenges that the enemy is going to try to throw at you, that you're just going to, you're gonna have a better understanding of what's coming. You're gonna be more alert. You're gonna be more aware of your surroundings and you're just going to be more ready. I mean, yeah. and it sometimes you get thrown a curveball.
2: That comes that but that comes with continuous word reading. You know, if your prayer closet got cobwebs in it and your your <laughs> your Bible still got the receipt in the front page and them pages ain't all bent up with no markings on it, you're not going to be prepared. And that, you know, some people just can get by. They just get by. Some people get lucky. Yeah. They don't do enough to, to be bad. They don't do enough to, to for the enemy to attack them. They just kind of breeze through life. I don't want to, I don't want to do that. You know, I want to I want to work in the kingdom. You know, I want to work for the kingdom. I, I know I have a calling on my life, and I've been obedient to that calling. And it's it's very uncomfortable. The calling is uncomfortable. So with the second thing that I came up with, what does it mean? when God makes you uncomfortable. The first thing was, does he want us uncomfortable? I think that's a yes, he, because he wants us to find comfort in him. If we're comfortable without him, we don't need him. Yeah. So what does it mean when God makes you uncomfortable? Your burning, uncomfortable heart may mean, and this, this touched me, this touched me, and it's probably gonna touch some young soul That has no clue what's going on in their life right now may mean that God is trying to have you unlearn some old ways of thinking or behaving, stretch you into new areas of increased effectiveness, uncover an ungodly character trait in you that he wants to transform. Wow. That's the beginning because obviously he can't use you the way you are. When you're when you're when you're born, you're not a fetus anymore. Yeah. You're an infant. You got all all these new things. Then when you turn into a toddler, you're walking. You still might not be able to go to the restroom on yourself or understand the over-under of the importance of toilet paper. (laughs) But you're getting around a little bit better. Then you're the school age kid. Now you're going to the bathroom. Now you know the importance of the over and under. You understand, you got to clean up behind yourself. It's stages, but yeah. the first stage of stepping into your Christianity is God's gonna break a lot of those bad habits.
1: Yeah, and He's gonna change a lot of things. And you know, that's also too where you know He has a purpose on all for all of us, right? Mm-hmm. And being able to go through after you get out of that infancy stages of of your walk with Christ and start that toddler phase, mm-hmm. and, you know, you're still stumbling right? You're still falling down. Uh, we all do, no matter, you know, oh, you're what are going to get? Yeah. Yeah. But you're not falling down as much. And then as when through prayer, continuous prayer and a lot of walking with Christ, you're he'll start revealing to you what his design and his purpose for your life is. And when you understand that and come to see that in that season, that's the first step, right? Mm. And, that's preparing you for your destiny uh your destiny of what God has put brought you on this earth for and the lives that you're going to touch and the souls that you're going to lead to him mm-hmm. through your interactions and crossings of of everyday people and that's the great commission in a in a, in yeah. a, in a nutshell right because that's what yeah. we were called to do basically yeah. um as Christians is to lead others to him and to be a good character witness mm-hmm. keyword character yeah and that's something that is really a struggle because when we go through those those trials and tribulations and character challenges is developing us he's it's just like our kids right yeah like we teach them to be able to life skills so when they grow older you know, they can make food for themselves. Yeah. They're not wasting money and going out to eat every single night, yeah, and not be, and not being able to take that's care of themselves.
2: Show him the ways, and he'll never depart from it. Yeah, that's work. But it's all you know. Um, the the uncomfortable part is your your faith. Your faith is going to be tested, and that also sucks because it's some stuff that you don't want to go back to. You don't wanna you don't wanna believe you don't wanna lean on God for that. You know, that's the ugly part. It's bad right now. I don't wanna lean, I don't wanna lean on God for that. It has to be a worldly answer. I don't have a lot of money right now. It's gotta be a world. I, I don't wanna pray about this. It's gotta be a worldly answer. And I think that's some of the stuff that people are going through. You know, it's gotta be. There's no way I have to pray about this. There's no way I gotta pray about my finances. There's no way I have to pray about. My job status. I don't want to pray about that stuff. That's tough. It's got to be some sort of worldly priest. You know, it's another way. But that's the strength in being uncomfortable. That your faith, having your faith tested, is the ultimate uncomfort. Yeah. You don't want to pray about stuff. I don't want to. I don't want to have to. I feel like I. You know, I don't want to have to pray. You know, I used to. I used to ask my dad for something. I'd call him. I say, "Pops, man, I'm, you know, I, I need to get. I need a few things, man. Can you help me out? Let's pray and believe on God." Are you kidding me? <laughs> he said, like, "Just give me what I want, bro." Well, I was sitting there thinking about it. I felt like the Lord told me to call you. I don't want to sit, but you know what? As I mature, as I got, as I become mature, because the uncomfort doesn't go away. Yeah, it doesn't go away. No. You can, you can. You can get the calling on your life. You can sit and the vision and all the, all the visuals and all that stuff can come to you. The uncomfort stays. There's never a time in your Christianity and when you're working for the kingdom that you're going to be at peace. Yeah, It's not going to happen. Because, you know, anytime I've talked to a pastor, and I, I've worked under several pastors, and I say, man, I'm going into the, into the ministry, they always said, are you insane? <laughs> you're, you're one of the crazy ones. <laughs> you're one of the crazy ones. It doesn't go away but you mature in being uncomfortable and you know how to rely, you know how to wait
1: and you know how to discern. And there's seasons. I mean, and I I like what you said about, you know, there's never going to be 100% peace. Nothing's going to ever go 100% as planned, right? Nothing ever does. I mean, there there's numerous situations, especially in ministry that, you know, when you commit your life to Christ and like that, the enemy's gonna fight hard against you. He he's the enemy of the air. He's going to especially anything technology, it seems like. My mm. goodness. It's uh, it, it, something always every Sunday. Yeah, something always comes <laughs> up. But still getting, you know, standing firm in your faith and standing firm and doing what God wants us to do and pushing forward and getting through it. It just it gets, makes you stronger and it allows you to, like you said, once you get through that, there'll be it may be, you know, it's ups and downs, right? Mm. You're going up a mountain, you get over the mountain and you're on your way down. And when you're on your way down, it feels like things are getting easier, right? And yeah. then there's moments of peace there because you're over that season. You're out of that wilderness and you're moving into a different season, but God's still preparing you. Yeah, He's still preparing you for what is to come. Mm-hmm. And that's where you have to always be on guard, right? You want to guard your heart. You have, you know, as they say, where the, uh, the protection of God, the shield and the and because you never know what's around the corner and it's just preparing you for the next season the next situation the next challenge and but, but the point is here is if you don't get through if you don't keep pushing and you don't get through the first challenge then how can god give you additional responsibility how can he give you additional challenges if you don't take the first step yeah right you, you have to, when you make that decision, like it is a lifelong commitment yeah. and it is something that, like you said, is a struggle in the beginning to come to grips with
0: mm-hmm.
1: because it's changing your world. Yeah. You know, especially if you hung around with non-Christian friends and they were doing things that are not Christian like, and yeah. you made this decision, you know, to commit your life to Christ, that's going to, that's going to cause a lot of separation you, you can't be around them yeah they're bad influences at that well point.
2: not only that it's just as you as you make as you make that lifestyle change you know your taste change i'm no longer you know it, i'm no longer what i was so i cannot i can't grow in that soil i can't grow in that you know uh, uh Fly, when you get a flower, I remember my kids used to bring home a little plant from school. Then it was in this little cup. And the first thing we had to do is get that cup and take the plant out and, and put it in a bigger pot. It couldn't grow in that cup no more. Okay. So when you when you make that transition, and just like I said in the last one, he's he's going to he's removing things out of your life now. Whether or not you want to fight against that. Some people do. It's going to take a while. You want to fight against that, then you're you're creating more problems for yourself. Yeah. You know, and 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 like you said, there's moments of peace. That'll be there. But the uncomfort is still there. It's still there. And even when you take that first step, you know, Jesus' disciples, we can almost say he handpicked probably the best group of men that he could find in that time. It, it, even some of some of them were, you know, he he even quoted that some would some would, you know, renounce him in the end. Yeah. But there was a particular moment that I think speaks to this subject. There was a moment when they were crossing the water. And this was probably one of the few times in the Bible that Jesus rested. He was he was up on the hill, he was resting. And the Bible resting means praying. So he was still working. It was just one of the few times he got to sit down. This is after the fishing story. This is after he fed the multitudes. He's probably exhausted.
1: Yeah.
2: So they cross, the, the disciples are crossing the water. And here comes that storm. Now we're talking about the disciples that have been with Jesus for a very long time. Arguably, I mean, it's the dream team. You know what I mean? It's the team. We're talking about Damascus. We're talking about the, the 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 burning bush. We talking about the high priestly prayer. We talking about guys that were these were his homeboys. These were his guys. And when the the storm starts, when the storm starts, Jesus walks into the water, and people get this wrong a lot of times. But he was about to walk by him. He was going to walk by him until one of them said, well, "Was it Peter?" Yep. Jesus, is that you? Well, come on out here and find out. This is stages. I mean, we're talking we're talking years into the faith of these disciples who who have seen Jesus perform miracle after miracle, teachings after teaching. He's gonna walk by him until he says, "Jesus, that you come out here and find out." And he had to step out in that water on faith. Yeah, he had to step out on that water on faith to go to Jesus. And by he was looking in Jesus' face. He was looking at Jesus, not not the not the the that all hell was breaking loose around him. He's looking in the face of Jesus. Yeah. But when he looked at that storm, what happened? Yeah. He started sinking, and he had to get back in that boat. The storm didn't calm down until Jesus said, "Cease." Yep. So even if you are light years into your faith, Jesus will walk by you until you seek him out because you know better.
1: After, after so long, you know better. And I, th- I think that's a great point of maintaining your focus on Jesus. Yes. Right? The moment that we lose focus and sight of what we're doing in our lives and we stray, that's where we it, start sinking. You know better. Yeah. I, I've already tasted the fruit. <laughs> it was sweet. Why
2: would I go get a lemon now and yeah. not blend it with something? You know what I mean? It's yeah. some stuff that you just, I know better now. I'm light years into my faith. Why would I, you know, but we do it.
1: Yeah. We do it. (laughs) We do. I mean, and that's just the sins of our flesh. I mean, we're not perfect and God knows that. And he still loves us abundantly. And he understands that, you know, when we fall, you know, he's right there beside us. And it's not a race. It is a marathon. marathon. And I think that's uh, something, uh, you know, everyone needs to understand is, Mm -hmm. Your walk with Christ is not a race. You no. can't just read the Bible front cover to back cover and say that you're a Christian and then expect that <laughs> life is going to be perfect Good and everything's going to work out.
2: Good luck. Hey, you know what? Good luck reading the Bible front to back. <laughs> Good luck doing that. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Like, there's portions of the Bible where you get like, why are we going through all these names that I'm not going to remember? Yeah. Because in was at the, first, the beginning of the Bible. That dude had like 900 kids, and they named every one of them. Yeah. I tried teaching that, and I'm like, we got to skip this. These kids are not going to remember this stuff. We had to skip through it. But, no, you can't just, you can't, there's no, there, there's no, okay, so for the for the young kid, I'm going to put it in perspective with the teenagers. There's no verified check next to your name for Christianity. Yeah, no. You are judged by your faith not by your works. That's in the Bible. And a lot of people miss that. you judge by your faith, not by your works. Yeah. You can go save a million kittens out of a burning building. Hey, great job. And your faith can still be crap.
1: You just an athlete that got a bunch of kids out of a building. It's all about focusing on Jesus, that's, right? That's it. Because if you're focused on Jesus, then You know, you're, you know, if God called you to go rescue those kittens, that, that, that's, that's great. Yeah. You know, that you're being obedient. Yeah. Right. You're following what he's called you to do. But if you're just, you know, checking the box and. I'm just, I'm just seeing maybe if I get this done, nope, nope, don't work like that. And, and, you know, like you can really gauge, you know, where you're at and as far as being in God's will and like that by looking at your situation in your life. Oh, man. Right. Yeah. I mean, and like we were talking about getting comfortable, being uncomfortable. If all of a sudden, you know, thing, getting, God's going to, you know, naturally he'll give you opportunities to correct yourself by all means. He loves us that much that he's going to, you know, give us grace. Oh yeah. it's um, numerous amounts for <laughs> repentance, but you're going to, it's going to, you know, the further you walk, I mean, it's going to become more and more evident. Like, okay, I, Somewhere I've strayed off and I'm, and I need to correct and I need to go a different direction. Yes. And that could be through many different things. You could lose your job. I mean, you could, Oh boy, you know, a bad argument Bad, yeah. Lose a friend. Oh yeah. Uh, you could, uh, have a big blow up with your spouse. Uh, a global pandemic. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Cicadas. Cicadas. (laughs) Be a lot of that. That's a plague. (laughs) 17 years, I'm glad that one's gone. Oh my God, I will not be outside 17 years. But it's just one of those things, you become, like we were talking about, becoming more evident of your surroundings as you walk further with God Mm. and being able to identify those things and to know through prayer and through the way that he's leading. And a lot of people will say, oh, woe is me, I lost my job. But what they don't understand is that that's a blessing because God is leading you into something new. If you don't see it,
2: if you don't see it,
1: yeah, you know,
2: you'll get down on yourself and you had that pity party. But if you ain't, if you're not looking at it, like
1: on the top side, yeah, that could happen. Yeah. I mean, we, and the thing is, is, you know, through the challenges and through the uncomfortableness of life, we need to continue to praise him. Yep. Just praise God for the blessings that we have and don't take them for granted. Yeah. Uh, because there's so many things that we are blessed with. Just being born in America, just being born in America oh, is a man. blessing in itself. When you look yeah. at third world countries, you look at uh, communist countries, you look at all the different, uh, different cultures that are out there and different atmospheres that kids live in and stuff like that. And then you compare that to the world we live in and what we're doing right now and that in itself is just a praise to god because and thankful you know uh that he has blessed us in that way and for us to be a blessing though to others and that's why we have missions you know that's why we have you know people we have missionaries uh that go out the different parts of the world and spread the gospel, yep. you know, because they need to hear it. They need to, and God's called them on, the, on their life, and they face challenges just like everybody else. Big
2: time. And, and you know, when you, when you walk away, it, and this is what I was going to, this is what I was going to, when you said, um, when you were talking to, we were talking about this, what causes people to stray away those initial things that could happen, and you get further and further away. The Bible says the further away you stray from me, eventually that hedge of protection is going to go away, and eventually, that's what starts generational curses. Mm-hmm. The hedge of protection goes away, and then it says it'll start to plague your family, your your children's children. That's that song, that song we sing. Mm-hmm. It's called
1: that, the, it's called the blessing. The blessing,
2: yeah, the blessing. <laughs> is also that that's so biblical because in the reverse, in the reverse, if you stray away for too long after having accept Christ into your life, the hedge of protection goes, I don't hear you. I don't hear you.
1: And eventually that curse is going to affect all the generations to come. But the opposite side of that too, is the the blessing, you Mm -hmm. know, uh, for a thousand generations, you know, and that, and I'm, we I love that song. Uh an amazing song. song. Um, yeah. you know your children's children and I think of, you know, all the things the my obedience to God in my lifetime. Mm. And the blessings that come from that obedience for my kids and their kids and their and their kids mm. and down the line, man. Uh is something that I strive for. Because, oh, yeah. because that is a legacy yeah. in Christ. Yeah. And a lot of people will live for a legacy here on earth. Yep. And oh no, this ain't nothing. I don't care nothing about this.
2: I can't take none of this with me. Yeah. This is just here. This is a perk. Yep. This is a perk. As long as I'm doing okay and I'm and I'm being obedient, I can get the best of what the world has to offer through Christ. We're not keeping any of this. No. I want my mansion in the sky. I want my riches. I want all the, the things in the next world, in the next life. I'm not worried about none of this. here.
1: Yeah. And we shouldn't, you know, no. but some people put too much emphasis on <laughs> being rich or the being right famous family. or, you know, just the, the earthly things of this world. And don't get me wrong. I mean, it, there's a certain element of survival, right? Like money is a something that we have For to, sure. have, For to sure. have to, you cannot function. go pay the
2: utility company a uh, prayer.
1: Yeah. They're going to have you arrested. But when we <laughs> when we don't have the money for it and we see God and we're walking and obedient in his in his will and we see God move and be able to provide that's favor. for that, that is what yep, it's all about, that's man. And I, you know, I just had this conversation with my wife um, about finances and with stuff like that because, you know, it's 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 one of those things that she uh, she finds peace and comfort in knowing stability. Right. I think every woman does, yeah, for sure. um, but I've, t- I've learned um, from the time that I transitioned out of the military into my career now, and even transitioning into ministry, like I don't worry and stress about that stuff. That is like my last concern yeah. on this earth, because I know that my father in heaven is going to provide. One yep. way or another. That's what a father if does. If I need it, he is going to provide it. Absolutely. And he has proven that over and over and over and over again. Absolutely. I mean, $10,000 to go back to court to fight for my son. Just sitting there. Just happened. Yep. Don't even think about it. That's favor. You know, uh, it's. That's favor, man. It's it's stuff like that, and when you, when you know when you see those blessings and you see God working in your life in that aspect, and it, one it get, does give you peace because that's one less thing you have to worry about. Yeah. But just knowing and putting that dependence on God to and turning to Him and turning those things over to Him and letting Him be in control uh-huh. uh, is a whole nother level of being. Comfortable in an uncomfortable world. Yeah. You know, like, and getting used to being uncomfortable, but it's one less thing we have to be uncomfortable about. Right. Because the more that we turn over to God that is out of our control, the more comfortable we're going to be. Yeah. And that's something that uh, I would attest to anybody uh, that is struggling financially or struggling uh, with debt or struggling with all these things is pray just pray about pray
2: it. Pray and Bible study. Yes. Bible study is the key. Cuz if you don't know if you don't know who you are, you don't know the power you possess. These are all things that we're supposed to have. Mm-hmm. These are things that the kingdom has said you're supposed to have the riches. Yeah. I already freed y'all. I already freed y'all from uh from turmoil and, and and all of those things. I did all of that. Yeah. You're supposed to have these things. Now sit sit Put your crown on, act like you are royalty. Receive it. Yeah, sit, sit in it. We don't act like royalty half the time. You know, some we're children. We, as as we have a, we act like children sometimes, and we don't want to. We don't want to pray all the time. Sometimes you don't want to get up and go to church. Sometimes I don't want to play the drums every Sunday. Sometimes, sometimes my kids get on my nerves. Sometimes I'm not the best husband. Sometimes I'm not all these great things, but. I have to remember that those are blessings, yeah, those are jewels that you know
1: you protect your most precious assets. Those are blessings, yeah, and that's the thing we can't lose sight of those blessings because and one of the notes that I had from this is, don't take your blessings for granted because falling down happens a lot faster than climbing up, yep, and when you fall down. you know, the bigger they are, the harder they fall, they say. Mm -hmm. And man, if you make a wrong decision that's uh, you know, a a major life decision and you go down that road, man, you're gonna fall quickly. Big time. And you don't wanna fall so far that you can't recover. I mean, there's a lot of a lot of things out there that, you know, God'll protect you like we talked about, like that, but like you said, you stray away. You stray away. And you know, you're gonna lose sight of that. And then also uh Keep in mind, there's a reason for the season. And I love that uh, because in every season of life, every different situation and challenge we face is an opportunity for growth. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you know, you're going to grow in your faith and you grow enough to where you poke out of that soil, right? And then yeah. you outgrow the pot. And then God's going to yeah. transplant you. And, and-,
2: and you're right. And speaking of growth, when God wants you to grow, he makes you uncomfortable. First Timothy 4 and 12. Another one that kind of struck me. Uh with behaviors. Because that's, you, you know, uncom un- this uncomfort comes with behaviors. When you're uncomfortable, if you if you're hot, you get you get a little, a little agitated. If you're cold, you get a little agitated. All those things. Like today, I had a lot of work to do today. I was agitated. Then my lawnmower broke. <laughs> a lot of aggravation. Hate that. <laughs> but first Timothy 4:12, do not let anyone look down on your youth, meaning your beginning steps in, into Christ, but set an example for the believers in spirit, purity, conduct, and speech. And speech. Words have power, man.
0: Ooh, ooh.
2: And the reason, I, the reason I put some most emphasis on that, the Bible talks about the power of life and death is in the tongue. As you are uncomfortable, you may say things that you really don't mean. However, sp- speaking those things, the enemy doesn't have any power of creation. Amen. He only uses what ammunition we give him. I had a pastor give me one of the best analogies of what the enemy is. He said he's like a little hobo, and he's following you around, and he got the little stick with the little bandana on it. Everything you say, he's just picking it up, and he's putting it in that bag, and he's using it against you. Oh, I don't feel good today. My back hurt. These kids getting on my nerves. I wish they'd just go somewhere and get out of my face. He picking all that up. Yeah. The power of life and death is in the tongue. You may be speaking yourself
1: into the grave early and you don't even know it. And man, that is so powerful. I mean, so powerful because word and a lot of people don't understand that words have significant power. It is <laughs> in the Bible. I mean, speaking truth to an issue uh, instead of speaking Negativity or speaking discouragement. <laughs> speak <life. laughs> I mean, speak life. Don't speak death over no. your life, over your kids, over your families. I mean, don't do that. But it's, it's
2: so easy to do. It is. It's so easy to do as we get frustrated. And that's a that's that's where repentance comes in. Because you can it's like a chalkboard, you can wipe it all away. And it's never remembered. We remember it because we're carnal. Yeah. But as Jesus says, I throw that to the sea of forgiveness, forgetfulness. I don't remember that. Yeah. And we're never gonna hear about it again. It's not gonna, you ain't gonna get up to judgment. You're gonna be like, well, you remember that one time you did this, but you did repent. You're not going it's not gonna be like that. We're very carnal people. We, re, we remember, you know, you have somebody that, you bump into somebody you used to hang with, you know, back in your military days when you was a little wild, yeah. and you tell them, nah, I'm, 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 I'm a minister now. I'm in the ministry. They won't believe you. <laughs> yeah, they won't believe that because they only believe what they know and what they've seen. And what they've seen. There's yeah. no way you getting up every Sunday morning, going in there singing the praises. There's not a chance. Oh no, I, I do that every Sunday. Yeah, I'm a changed man. I don't do that. Nah, nah, you don't do
1: that. Yeah, what happened to all those nights we used to go out? Man, we used to, to get trashed. Man, we had a good yeah. time. What
2: was? Nah, I don't do that anymore. Yeah, you remember those Jaggerbaum nights? Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I't do that anymore, <laughs> no I don't I <laughs> know what actually, I don't remember
1: there's <laughs> <laughs> one in particular I remember oh quite well, on. we all have Ooh. you know, yeah,
2: we all have I, I think it's a few places I'm not even allowed to go in <laughs> yeah. still I, I think i'm I think I'm really still not allowed to go into land of illusion yeah it, <laughs> wow, <laughs> yeah, I think I'm still not allowed in there,
1: you know what and that's and that's that's something that you know experiences in life again is something we learn from and it makes us stronger and we are going to make mistakes. Nobody is perfect. We are not perfect. I can tell you, uh, just in the 35 years that I've been on this earth, I have made so many, so many mistakes, man. And, and do I have regrets? Yeah, I do. Um, and a lot of the times my regrets honestly are things in situations where I have let my temper, get the best of me. And I've said things Uh, that have hurt people. Right. And I will tell you the tongue is a a sword, man, and it will cut to the bone. Yes, sir. And that is one thing that if I would caution everybody, choose your words wisely, uh, especially in heated moments, Mm -hmm. because once it's said it's out there, you can't take it back. Nope. And you know, that brings up a great point with what we're talking about here. You know, these are recorded. These are uh, something that's going to be put out there. And the words we say here. They're stuck. They're stuck. You know, we can't take that back. We can have changes of opinions like my over under thing. Yeah. Um, You know, but again, (laughs) (laughs) it's still out there. Right. And but that's why. But it's important that that we can't stay silent. We can't be afraid to talk about things like this and different topics of the world that are going on today, we just need to speak truth to them. And that is the reason that we are doing this podcast. We are doing this podcast as a way to encourage our listeners, encourage the people around us and the people that this, that God brings this podcast to Mm -hmm. that they they receive it in receive his word and take our through us as a vessels and be able to apply it to their lives. That is, there is nothing else Um, that we are striving for here. We just want to be vessels for God. We want to uh, let him use us in a way that speaks through our experiences and through his word and share everyday common problems and challenges of being a Christian. Yeah.
2: And you was talking about regrets. You know, I turned 41 this year and I, and I, you know, I've sat and had many conversations with my wife about a lot of the things that we've, we have went through. A lot of the things I've done in my life and I can honestly say I don't have any regrets and it's not because I'm like, oh no, I lived it. I don't have any regrets. If I didn't do any of those things, I'm not sure I would know Christ the way I know him. I'm not sure I would know Christ in my living room floor praying and crying. I'm not sure I would know Christ seeking him out through his word even after hearing tons of people you know rebuke no no none of that's real you're you are you are the overseer of your I don't I don't think that it had I had I not done any of those things that I've done in my life that I would know that my walk with Christ would be the way it is because when I when I met Jesus you know I always went to church my whole life but we discussed in the prelude you know God will use kids, but he's not, he he knows they're going to be kids. Yeah. But when I'm, when I'm, when I had to, when I, when I was walking through that desert, my wilderness, when I was at my lowest point, and Jesus, it it, it was a hostile takeover. Yeah. It was literally, it it was a, it was a literal hostile takeover. And I, I spoke these words. Lord, have mercy on my life. Yeah. That that was the last straw. There wasn't a prayer. There wasn't a, a, a sit-down moment to say, Jesus, I really just need to pull my life. No, there was real life crying, Lord, have mercy on my life. And I don't know that I've ever been that uncomfortable again in my life. I've had some discomfort. I have discomfort now with... A lot of the things that I'm going through now that I'm like, all right, I got to just, I just got to manage these things or whatever, but that discomfort, I won't know Jesus like I know him now if I don't speak those words Yeah, and he invade my space the way he did.
1: Yeah. And the way I look at, when I say regret, um, it's more of a reflect, you know, um, I, those are, there's certain points in my life to where things that, I mistakes that I have made that I look back on now, knowing that I can't change them, and and, 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 nor would I saying I would would ever change them. Right Uh to your point, because they did. It's a lesson that I learned, Mm -hmm. and I reflect on them continually because they were major things in my life of something that I didn't need to be reminded of um, to correct. Like you were talking about with things within my character Mm -hmm. uh, to ensure that I continue to remember. What that season that I went through, and to not revert. That. Right. Um. So that is something. When I say regret, it's more of a reflection. It's a it's a pain point uh, to the aspect of I would not change it, but it's something that I constantly, continually re- look back on and remind myself. Right. Of. And uh, so that's that's what I was uh talking about. And it takes discipline. You know, uh, it takes discipline to not revert back. You know. Oh, of course. You know, it's so easy just to turn the other way. The, the bad stuff's
2: always easy to get. Yeah. The bad the, the stuff that's bad for you, fast food, <laughs> it's easy to get. I no, seriously, drugs, yeah. alcohol, women, all that stuff's easy to get. The stuff that's the, the good stuff is hard to go find.
1: You know, you brought up a good point. Speaking of drugs, never taking a legal drug in my life. I don't even take narcotics for like, have my wisdom teeth taken out. Won't take a narcotic fear of my life. And reason being is because I've witnessed my best friend who I grew up with struggle with drugs. Yeah. Started with, uh, he had a major accident, uh, when he was younger, four wheeler accident he was on narcotics for that and recovery. Uh, he then transitioned over to steroids, uh, in the weights, hitting mm. the gym really hard. Uh, and then shifted from that to heroin. Oh, boy. Destroyed his life. Yeah. Destroyed his life uh, to the point where, you know, he's continually battling it. And going back to what we talked about in the beginning of this conversation about when you accept Christ and you make that change of how God will sort of separate, you know, the people that are negative influences on your life. Mm Mm-hmm. It's been a struggle for me because me and him grew up together. We had such a strong uh friendship. And to but I realized, you know, we were walking two different paths. Big time. And there was a point where it had to be cut off. Yeah. And that point was when I understood that he makes his own decisions and I can't control his life. I can try to encourage him. I can try to be a support for him, but I cannot change the decisions that he does. That's the work of God, right? Mm-hmm. But he said this to me one time, because I was, he, he this is before me and Ashley got married. We were talking about, I drove all the way out to Marietta, Ohio, which is where I grew up and because he had relapsed. And uh, I was thinking I was gonna be the hero. Yeah, gonna drive out there. I'm like, you know what? We just got to get you out of here. We got to get you moved out of this situation and into a new environment and transplant him, right? And because I was trying to, because I'm want to help him, want to help him, yeah. right? Want to see him thrive. Right. And I could see the potential that God's got on his life. He has so much talent. He's a drummer, uh, and really talented musician. We were in band together and stuff like that. But I realized. It hit me uh when we were traveling there on the way back. I was like, God spoke to me in that moment. He said, Look, he said, You can't intervene in what I'm doing in oh his life. Oh boy, that's good. You cannot intervene what I'm doing in his oh, life. Oh man. In my time, there will be a, a season where he will come to me. Man. But he is not there. And that is not your place oh, yeah. to try to interact and intercede and get back in your lane and he did and he did and I I tell you it it brought a lot of peace in my life because I really struggled with seeing him going through that because of our friendship and we grew up together and but I realized too that even if I did proceed down that road and tried to transplant him Hamilton's just as bad as Marietta man you might have got gobbled up in there you know, and then I'm bringing it into my house. Yeah, you man, listen.
2: God gave you the exact words you needed. We're not, you know, sometimes as Christians, we put on these superhero suits. We can go save everybody, you know. But a lot of times it's, we can't even readily pray for it. We can pray for people, but our prayers don't work in other people's lives. Yeah. We can pray with them, But they have to do that. I can't, I can't, you know, imagine me going to the Lord and saying, hey, uh, I really need you to just bless somebody else. Kind of take a little week off from me. You've been really doing a wonderful job with me,
1: but somebody else kind of needs that blessing.
2: (laughs) You know what I mean? Like. That's not going to work.
1: Well, it's not going to work if they're not praying the same prayer. I mean, I believe there's power in numbers of prayer. Oh, absolutely. That's word. Yeah. When two or more gathered yeah. on earth, so it'd be in heaven. But you're right. Like you praying for somebody in, in a situation, you know, it, it, I don't know. I struggle with that a little bit because praying for God to intercede in a non-believer's life or somebody that's straight away to bring them back, I don't know. I that again, We have to... You have to witness to them. Yeah.
2: You have to, you have to sit and 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 pray with them and help them understand what the prayers are. But I can't, I can't gift you prayers.
1: Yeah.
2: I can't honestly say, hey, I, you know, I, I really need this person's life intact, this and that. But if they're having a great time on drugs, if they're having a wonderful time running the street and, and doing all the things that they're doing, my prayer, they're doing what they want to do. They don't want to come to Christ. Because it's not their time. Yeah, that's a, that's a, a you know, and and I know we weren't gonna do this tonight, but the church gets confused on that. And somebody said it best to me: the church wants to clean fish before they catch them. These people are not gonna come. Nobody's gonna come to Christ until they're ready. Yeah, until they're like me on their last straw. I've tried everything else; it so ain't working. I have ruined everything. Have mercy on my life. Yeah. They're not going, we can't, we cannot, you can't pray people to the altar.
1: Yeah, you can't force them. It has to be a personal decision. You got to witness that, to them, yeah. Yeah, and, that, and but again, and you bring up a great point, you know, where two or three are gathered, he is there, but it's aligning, right? With mm. aligning together and praying to God together, not for, but with. With. Yeah, and that's an element that, like, pray with somebody. They need to pray, too. Like, yeah. You know, and a lot of people think that ministers, their job is to pray for no, them. No,
2: I'm only praying. With, you know, people come up to the altar and will just let whoever's praying over them pray, and they don't say a word. Yeah. They, it don't work. It's now, not a text message.
1: Yeah, You can receive it. You can acknowledge it, and you can if somebody's praying with I you. Res- yeah, I received
2: that. Amen. That means it is done. It is, you know, but some don't even do that. Thanks, yeah. thanks, Pastor. I feel so much better about what <laughs> <laughs> about my prayer? Yeah, it was pretty good. But what did you do? I'm I'm only up here because I'm being obedient. I made an altar call, and I love the way Pastor Jim does it. I'm, I'm gonna make a call. Nobody comes up but hey come up and get on the altar. I don't need what you need. Yeah. I don't have the same things going on in my life that you do.
1: Nor do I know what you need unless you I don't, tell me.
2: And, and you know what? Sometimes it's best that I
1: don't. Yeah. Because you need to go get up there and be before the Lord. Yeah, you need to have that connection time with God. Yeah. You know, and if the, if you're lacking that in your faith walk like just spend some time in God's word. Just open the Bible randomly. I promise you, he will reveal something to something, you. Something. Something. You will find something that is going to apply to the situation that you're in. Just randomly opening the Bible.
2: Even if you're even if you're not like a reader. Everybody's not a reader. Sometimes just having music playing will invite the Holy Spirit into your atmosphere. And you could get by on that. Until you figure out, because, you know, it's, it's, a lot of people don't know how to read the Bible. You have to read the Bible a certain way. Yeah, You can read it from front to back and be like, man, that's the greatest story ever told. That's all it was, was a story. But if you're not, like, in that walk, you ain't getting nothing out of it.
1: No, it's leave, living and breathing, man. Yeah. I mean, it, it, the word It's the same today, yesterday, and for all eternity. Yeah. And what applies 10,000 years ago is going to apply today through God's Word. And yeah. you will be able to find truth in those issues in that in God's word that are relevant and applicable to the struggles that you're facing yep. in the world today yep and but it takes discipline and there's a great verse that we're gonna um, talk about here is Hebrews 12 verse 11. It says no discipline seems pleasant at the time but painful later on, however, it produces a harvest of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Mm. Mm. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Discipline is painful. I think of back to when I was in the military and going through basic training at the age of 17 and the most difficult eight weeks of my life. And they broke me (laughs) mentally, physically. Yeah. And emotionally. But at the end of it, I was a trained soldier. Yep. Because I stuck with it. It was painful, but I got through it. Mm-hmm. And it's the same way in Christianity and in your walk with God. It takes discipline. It takes training. It takes a lot of pain and suffering in the aspect of relearning. And uncomfort. And uncomfort. <laughs> relearning. Relearning the ways of the Lord but when you stick to it and when you stay disciplined and you apply it to your life that's where you see the change happen that's where you see the uncomfortable moments become more comfortable and where you embrace the challenges that are set before you in your walk with Christ because you know through that training that he is and character development that he is pouring into you through his word and through life experiences, that you are going to be able to not only sustain, but you are going to prosper. Mm-hmm. And that
2: is. Now, when they broke you down and you went through all of that, that's because they needed you to be the man they needed you to be. Yeah. You didn't go there, you, you, I mean, you go there with a purpose, but you go there thinking, oh man, I'm, this is going to give me, a, I'm going to get some stability here. I, I'm gonna travel I'm gonna be a different dude honestly when you're seventeen you' go in the military you're like look i'm gonna i'm gonna be I'm gonna be like Rambo yeah <laughs> I'm gonna have abs i'm gonna be i get I get this huge gun oh man i'm gonna but you get there and it's like wow i'm I'm being broken down, dude, but then they build you back up they do to be now they prepared you as a soldier they prepared you as a soldier. Because they needed you to do particular things, you gotta be prepared. If we go to war, yep. I need you to be able to police this particular uh, uh, military base. I need you to represent our nation. Mm-hmm. Okay, preparing you for for all of these things, none of which you want to. Nobody wants to go to war. I don't want to go to war. Yep. I, I really, I, I really don't want to have to be in somebody's face about the laws of this military base. I don't, I don't want to do that. And when I'm traveling, sometimes I'll be away from my family, man. I'm starting to, I'm kind of, you know, but those are things that are uncomfortable. Absolutely. So even if you go through this process and you're, and you're stronger at the end of it, I just don't want people to get, you know, if there's a young listener right now, I don't want them to think that then at the end of this, oh man, I, Crisis in my life is so wonderful. It's not all the time. No. Because now you're under surveillance.
1: Yeah. So let me share another story with going back to the reference of basic training. So the way that uh, my career, I, it was 15 years, but through that time, when I was 17, I was still a junior in high school.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I came out of that basic training in the summer of 2003. In the best shape of my life. Yeah, I'm sure. I, Dude, I did. I had I'm like sure. six-pack abs. I was yeah. skinny, but I mean, I was, I was ripped. I could run. I, it was great. And no, I hate running, by the way. Nobody Still likes do. to run on purpose. Yeah, and they made you run all the time. <laughs> but anyway, then I came back, mm. and I went back to my normal life. And I still had to finish my senior year at high school because in the, in the National Guard, they allow you to enlist with yeah. the consent of your parent at the age of 17. You go to basic training that summer in between your junior and senior year. And then you, after that senior year, you graduate and then you go to your job Little training. Career, yeah. So <laughs> here I am, come back, man, I'm living the life too. I'm uh, you know, I'm in perfect shape. Yeah. I'm like, you know, going, after the, money in your pocket. going after the girls, man. Yeah. I mean, my senior year, I'm thinking I'm a big hotshot, man. I didn't work out, I didn't run, oh, I didn't boy. do nothing for that full oh, eight months, right? Oh man. Then I go to Fort Bliss, Texas for my job training. And they love
2: military stuff.
1: Keep like. in mind Fort Bliss, Texas is like so many degrees above sea level. And so the air's thinner and it's yeah. harder to run. Dude, man. I got there and it was like starting basic training all over. Oh again. yeah. Yeah. And I thought I was going to die the first day that I ran. But here's the point. The point is, is God is training you to be a soldier in His army for His Mm -hmm. kingdom. Yeah. And if you turn away from that,
2: you out of shape.
1: You're out of shape, man. And then you, and then you get into that next season. That's good, dude. And you ain't ready. You ain't ready. That's good. And you're gonna have to go through it all All over again. again. So the point is, stick to it. Be disciplined be obedient to God's word. Let him work in your life. Let him reveal his goodness to you and stay true to the path. Do not falter. And we can promise you from our experiences that the uncomfortableness of life is going to start to become more comfortable.
2: I think so. But I found this and I think we kind of, we kind of like you know, we playing like a Mel Gibson, Danny Glover thing right here. because I'm like, <laughs> I, I'm still like, cause I'm, I'm years into the ministry myself and I, and I've sat in some ministries that were like, oh, this is bad. This is bad. I'm like, why do you have me here? And I learned to like shut my mouth. Yeah. You shut your mouth. And you be obedient, and you do what I need you to do here. You don't speak that over your life, man.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Don't (laughs) Don't speak. Don't
2: ask a question. And and I found this. It said, Jesus spoke often about the importance of discomfort and the beauties of, he called people blessed, Mm. who are grieving, hungry or poor in spirit, Mm. or suffering persecution for his sake. Amen in Matthew 5 uh and I only got all I only got the first verse it says you are not going to be hungry for righteous sake if you are too comfortable yeah how can you hunger how can you hunger for more how can you how can you want to do more in the ministry if you're comfortable yeah why be a youth pastor if you eventually don't want to be a pastor I'd be a pastor if you eventually don't want to be a bishop. Who? Nope. No, I'll I say this. Nobody in their right mind wants to stay a youth pastor. <laughs> no. it, it, that's like entry-level ministry stuff. You have a calling for that, and you, you know, and, and then you move on. No, we wouldn't be doing this podcast if eventually we didn't want to sit in front of a crowd of people and have something to say. Very important. You know what I mean? There's, There's always a next step.
0: Yeah. But but you want you to grow, right?
1: You want to grow. grow. You want to grow, you want to develop, and there's that hunger for more, but right? if you're comfortable. Like you were just talking about. If you're comfortable. yeah.
2: And then you're just like, life is good, man. Yeah, if you are nibbling on chips all the time, you don't want no burger. Yeah.
1: You know, I it's, like burgers. It's like winning the, it's, <laughs> it's like winning the lottery, right? Mm-hmm. Christ and salvation is like winning the lottery. But too often we see in the world today that over – I would say at least ninety percent of the people that win the lottery Go within broke. five years are broke. Broke, and and, and have a bad habit. They're dude. They're in worse shape than they were before Should they won, never the won the lottery. Won a lottery. So, again, it's it's just important that you don't take your blessings for granted. Uh, that you understand the goodness that God has presented in your life. Speak positivity. Speak encouragement to over your life your uh, and the and the family members and your friends like because words have power, and yeah. that is the thing. and we're going to wrap this up here uh, in a minute and um is there anything else that you wanted to share? No, I just have a few quotes uh okay, I have a quote from Stephen
2: Crowder. It says strength training. We discussed training just now. Yeah. Strength training is a fantastic microcosm for a man's life. Pushing yourself through discomfort every single day is the only way to make measurable progress. It's one of the few ways to grow as a man. Amen. Every single day. And that uncomfort could be making time. You know how hard it is to make time to pray? I find time to play video games. I find time to cut my grass. I find time to yell at my kids. I find time to do a lot of things. You know how hard and disciplined you got to be to pray? It's not easy. Or just, I challenge myself to two scriptures a day. It was so hard.
1: It's got to be a priority, though. And you have to, again, it goes back to that discipline thing, man. Being disciplined and making it a priority. Like you said, it is hard because we all... We all can, you know, that's the one thing that is the most valuable thing to me is time because that's the one thing that we can never get back, right? Every second, the past hour and 11 minutes that have passed, we can't take back, right? No. But what we're doing with it is being productive and and we are obviously digging into God's word in, right now. And uh, that's one of the things that, you know, I value more than anything is time and that's one of the three things we talked about. Time, talent, and treasure, right? Yep. You know, those are the three main priorities. And
2: I also think it's just, you know,
1: it's a disciplined
2: thing, but I understand that, you know, I think the enemy understands that, how powerful we are in our prayer. So he kind of disrupts that. Yeah, he tries to know. distract. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. Like, I was listening to praise and worship music at my my lawnmower. Ghost could put, there went praise <laughs> and worship. Yeah. But- you know, I like to I like to look at it like this. I I feel like I am I'm a heavyweight when it comes to the ministry. That's how I look at it. I feel like I have the ability to create issues, to create a problem with the enemy. And I feel like in this season I have that grace. I feel like I've been given That grace in the ministry to create some waves. Yeah. You know, I'm the LeBron James of the ministry right now. You got a real problem if I get on the court with you right now. And the moment, the moment God opens that door and says, All right, here's your opportunity with the tutelage I've been under, with, with with so much of the learning that I've taken, I feel like it's going to be. a, it's going to be a wave, and I think we're gonna be we're gonna be sitting at the forefront of. it. I feel like it's gonna be, you know, as we get closer to, you know, with everything that's happened oh, to us, a war, it's a war, it's a this and that. I feel like the moment I can start praying over people, it's gonna be some change broken. Absolutely, you know, I, I feel that. I feel that. I feel that deep down, the moment that God says, "Here's your opportunity," go lay hands on these people. Just lay hands on them. I feel like. I feel like it's gonna be it's gonna be some serious. We're gonna create some serious theologians, some serious uh, charismatic thinkers in the Bible revival, man. I I, I feel like I feel revival. like that, you know. And I'm just sitting here, and I know I'm, and I and I keep bumping into people that I've sat under, and they're and they're like, hey, you know, we're praying for you. We we feel like something something's about to happen. And then, I, and then I, as I go to scriptures, I'm just reading scriptures about empowerment. I don't search for that because that's not anything I've ever discerned. But the discomfort for me now is how obedient can I be till I get to that point? Mm. I don't want to be put in any positions to 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 get me off that. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I'm watching who I talk. to. You want to
1: see the fulfillment of that? Oh, I want to see it through. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm watching who I talk to. I'm very my steps are very calculated right now. Yeah. I'm not on my phone as much. I, I'm I'm in prayer. I'm kind of like keeping to myself because I don't want any knuckleheads to ruin what I feel like. So the uncomfortable the uncomfort for me is kind of shelling up. You know,
1: that that's what I've been going through. Yeah, blocking out the distractions, man. That's like, when it happens. Yeah. <laughs> like you said, you we talked about it. He prepares you and you become more aware. Yeah. Of what your destiny is and what your purpose in your life is, mm-hmm. and that's when you start become you're like you said become uh, like we talked about being on guard, right? Seeing yeah. the lay of the land, yeah. looking at the battlefield, because it is a battlefield in the oh, world today. With the things that we are facing in the world today, is challenges like I have never seen nope. and and never heard of, and we're in uncharted waters here. I mean, revelations. Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's a reality that the if we – but the thing is, if we don't start being more guarded and being aware of our surroundings and like that, then the enemy's going to strike, mm. and we have to be ready for that. We know he's going to. He's oh, going yeah. to provide he, challenges. He tried, he tried
2: it with the pandemic. He he tried it with, you know, with politics. He's trying it with this vaccine. He's trying it with, the, you know, pulling people apart and in, 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 in the unity – I feel really, I, I, you know, the reason I I really felt great about this podcast. You got a black man and a white man that have created a, a brotherhood. We have the same love for Christ. We share the same views, and here we are, and, and we're going to debate sometimes sitting in this room. But at the end of it, I love you. You're my brother. Absolutely. We can have a debate over something like this, but at the end of it, we're definitely gonna sit here and say, well, the Bible says this. Yeah, We have to live it.
1: That's a level of respect, man. Yeah. I mean that's the thing, I respect your background, I respect you as a person, as an individual. Absolutely. And as a brother. Yeah. And that's something that this country and this world needs more of. We need to be able to have those difficult conversations. We may not agree at the end of the day. You don't have to. We don't have to, but the thing that stands true is God's word. That's and it. That is something that uh, we all should embrace. We should all receive. And at the end of the day, man, we're going to be unified. Big time. We're going to be unified. So thank you for tuning in uh, this week's podcast. Uh, Thank you so much. It's been a great time. Uh, Again, check us out on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch. Uh, We will be back after July 5th. Uh, of the official launch of this podcast and we are going to have another great topic. We're gonna to have another great not so sponsor <laughs> and more conversations and so many good things to come. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you so much. Uh, this podcast uh, is uh, able to be supported uh, through anchor.fm. Uh, uh, it's a bit, the links are available in there if you wanna if God's feeling you, leading you to uh, support us in that way. Uh, financially that would be a blessing to us Uh, it's not required by any means we are both working men Uh, we have our own jobs but again uh, (laughs) it helps it helps (laughs) you know it helps us allow us to make things better uh, and to be able to continue to do the things that God is calling us to do and we thank him for that opportunity and we are just so thankful uh, for all of you that listen and that have joined us live on the live stream as well And you guys have a great week. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we'll see you next time. Yes, sir.
0: Unified Christian Podcast is a production of Unified Christian Media. For more information, please visit www.anchor.fm slash unified-christian-podcast. You can also follow Unified Christian Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch. Thanks for listening.